trying to be doing that bullshit. bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. That's a good news. Welcome back, BS with Brian Simpson. Um, if you're tuning in this week, you may have seen me at the Netflix festival, which is finally over. The shit was awesome. Um, I had such a good time at the Netflix festival. I did so many dope things, so many dope shows. I was on the stages with um, so many of my of comics that like I've I've always admired from afar and never really get to work with or I've never met before. You know, um, I did that table read with uh, Lunell and Laurel and Janelle James and um, and Zainab Johnson and Tony Baker and O'Shea Jackson Jr. and it was just Seth Rogen. Then the, then the next week I did I did an interview with David Letterman. And, Man, this it was just a crazy. It's been a crazy month, you know what I'm saying. And then I went from, I, you know, just in this last month, I I did I did uh, a festival. I did Moon Tower. Um, I opened an arena with Joe Rogan. I came back, did the Netflix festival, had all the stuff I just said. Then David Letterman, and then um, and then um, did some theaters with Hassan Minaj. You know what I mean, and and then I'm, I'm actually gonna be opening for Burt Kreischer, um, coming up here soon, doing some more shit with Rogan. About to go on the road with Segura. But oh, by the way, the new episode of Your Mom's House is out. Uh, the I'm the I'm the official and vice champ. You know what it is. So go check that out. Um, <clears throat> yeah, everything is everything is, is 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 everything, and I will be in. Um, well, whenever you see this. Go to my link tree. Go to Brian Simpson, uh, BrianSimpsonComedy.com. See my tour dates. Um, this week, I'm pretty sure it's Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, yeah. So that that's what's been going on. Everything is great. I really don't have anything to complain about. <laughs> but I can't say the same for a lot of these other uh, celebrities or what have you. Uh, rapper Young Thug and Gunna hit with gang-related charges in a sweeping indictment, says this headline from ABC News. Now, I haven't been following, I haven't really been following this, because um, for whatever reason, I clicked on one article about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, and Google thinks that's all I fucking want to hear about. <laughs> they think that's all anybody wants to they hear just, about. Every time, I've, and I've literally clicked on the thing and been like, stop showing me this, and then it'll just show it to me from some other place. It's crazy. <clears throat> um, by the way, how do you feel about that? Not how do you feel, because that's a that's a that's a loaded question. Uh, what is? I don't understand the fascination with this trial because it it's not making none, nothing that's happening here is making me feel differently than I felt about these two people beforehand. I don't think it's making anybody feel differently about. It. I think a lot of people are projecting their own prejudices onto them yeah. just because they're celebrities. Yeah. And I think well I think well some people see it as like like they see it as the cuz I see people arguing about it and that's the shit I love to see. <laughs> I love I love to be on tw- I love to watch people argue about it that care a lot about it. Like the drama about the drama. Oh right, yeah, the drama within the drama is the, the real the supra drama. That's that's the real sweet. That's the distilled drama. Um and and uh you know, I mean, I guess I kind of see what some people are coming. See, the thing is, I think the feminist movement or the Me Too movement, they are afraid that this will be seen, or this will be used to go, okay, well, all women lie. All women are liars about 
sexual assault or, or whatever, right? And but that I think that's causing some of them to to like where it's become dogmatic, like to the point where like they can't admit that this bitch is a liar. <laughs> you, you right, know what right, I mean? right. Because that, that's what it is. It's like it's like they're it's like I see I see where the fear comes from, but they're also like uh, they're so afraid that if they just admit the truth that this lady is insane and a liar that it will set their own movement back. But in reality, the opposite is happening. It's like if you can't if you can't admit that the that the chick that's obviously lying is a liar, then you lo- I think you lose. I mean, at the same time, from their perspective, like I'm losing the support of who? Not anybody that yeah. supported me, right? But, but it's like for me, I'm just I try to be objective with these kinds of things. It's like I've never been on the b- believe all women no matter what thing because that's that's asinine. That's ridiculous. But I believe most women. You know what I mean? I believe all women at first. Well, I think that right. that's a valid uh, yeah, perspective. Yeah, I think that's, that is a perfectly reasonable stance to take. It's like, yeah, it's like if you run up to me with a, with, and you're like, this person did some shit to me and I don't know neither one of y'all, you know what I mean? Then I'm, then of course I'm on your side. But when, fa- but when facts come out that make it look, make you look suspicious, well, now I'm moving closer back to neutral. It's like it's like innocent until proven guilty. It's not innocent forever. <laughs> it's well, like once right, you're proven right. guilty, you're not innocent so, anymore. Yeah, it's like if you be on, be on the side of it, you know, because it's almost like if you look, if you think of it in terms of violence, you know, it's like if someone ran up to you and said, you know, such and such stabbed me, you know, and you go, yeah, whatever, bitch. You know what I mean? And she's sitting, there, <laughs> she's sitting there bleeding. You know, it's like that. It's the same thing. It's like, of course, I'm gonna be like, okay, well, dear, well, let me let me help you out. Let me help you out. Blah 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 blah, and then. You know, it's like, but if we get to the hospital, they go, she doesn't have any stab wounds. That's somebody else's blood. Well, now I got to back out on you, you know? I think in fairness, though, one one thing that they are gun shy about is that there are people who are using this as evidence that all bitches are lying all the time. Oh, yeah. But the, but I don't think those those people are not those people are not representative of the average person. Oh, for they, sure. They, they are the, they are, they're just, they're the antithesis of the feminist movement. This, and they, coming, I guess this, this is what happens with everything political, right? Is that the extremists argue with each other because right. they, the extremists of every movement or the extremists of, 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 of both political spe- on the ends of the spectrum, they, it's wild because they're, they only argue with the other crazy people and then they become convinced that that is representative of the of the whole side you know what i mean yeah cuz they cuz cuz crazy the crazy people on both sides of everything are the loudest you know yeah it's like there's people that you know the average man and the average woman don't aren't um like political zealots you know but we're represented by the zealots because we got shit to do. We right. don't have time to be <laughs> yeah, on Twitter exactly. all the time, you know. So it's like you, and when you encounter one of them, they are, they just assume that you're, you know, it's it's because not, let's not even talking about feminism and 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 uh, I don't even know what the opposite of it, misogyny, right? I'm just talking about or just incel shit, right? I'm, but I'm just 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 take it with with politics, right? Just just right wing, left wing. It's like it, it's to the point where like I remember when um. 
when uh when Biden first got elected, like day one, I was already shitting on him and Kamala Harris on Twitter, and people's rebuttal was like, "Well, Trump, like as if I'm a Trump supporter, like I'm automatically have he's to gone be. already." Well, yeah, but it's yeah. like it's like there aren't just two sides. Right. It's like I don't like any of these motherfuckers. I don't trust them, any of them, and they all deserve to be made fun of. You know, it's like they all yeah. deserve to be ridiculed because they're ridiculous. And but but when you spend all your time listening to extremists. You think that that's all there can be. That like you, if if I don't agree with you ten out of ten on on your political views, that I must be in complete opposition to you. Like if I'm nine out of ten, still, if I if I disagree you on one tenet of your beliefs, that I must be completely against your existence and your safety and all of this. You right. Know? It's 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 kind of insane to, to frame arguments that way. Well, I think the the issue is that. The goal is not necessarily to convince people, and I and I actually agree that the goal shouldn't be to convince people because it's very difficult to convince people. Mm-hmm. People are not convinced by things. People believe what they believe, and that's pretty much it. But so then, then, then the question becomes: All right, if you're not trying to convince people, what are you trying to do? You're trying to activate people who already agree with you, right? On both sides, what they're trying to do is they're not trying to convince people. They're not even trying to convince people in the middle. They're trying to activate the people that already agree with them so that they can take and then wield power, mm. right? So same, same. You look at you look at any major issue. You look at like gun rights, or you look at abortion rights, or you look at healthcare. So, so then, why argue with people on the street? You argue with people on the street because it's not to convince the person you're arguing with. It's for the other. It's to defeat them in front so the, of in front of third parties so that number one the people who already agree with you they feel emboldened by your victory over the opponent and of course you're going to have some people kind of on the margins who might already agree with you but are not activated but you know what the problem is yeah is and i've actually i've discussed this with friends of mine because that's the thing is like i'm one of those people where i can have a conversation with anybody no matter what they think Right, like most mostly, and and the problem is, is that what what's the the conventional the shit that's being peddled is that you have to fight every battle. That you have to you have to you if you see the slightest thing anywhere you you have to activate warrior mode and fight it, but that comes. That can be counterproductive. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, or, or what they call it, like a like a like a, a like a, a pyrrhic victory or pyrrhic pyrrhic, pyrhic victory. victory that can become counterproductive. Where a, a pyrrhic victory is when you when you win, but it costs you so much that you might have, might as well have lost. Right. It's and it's that kind of thing where it's like we've won, but at what cost? Right. You have to pick. You have to pick your battles because. The point is to win decisively and effectively, not like I, I think. How am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that people, some people nowadays think they're more concerned with being seen fighting than they are with winning. Right. Because like what happens when like if I, if I could show you scientifically with data that it would be more beneficial for you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> they couldn't do it. Most right. most of the people I know that are they're 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 because they it's weird it's weird the word social justice warrior has been put on the left because people on the right do the same thing they just don't have a name 
Right. Right. They, they both have the same disease. And it's that. It's like they are more concerned with being seen fighting the other side than they are about whether or not they're actually gaining anything from it. And, you know, it's like the truth is, yeah, sometimes it it's it's better for you to be quiet. Sometimes it's better for you to let your opponent look stupid. Sometimes it's better right. for you to, you know, some, sometimes, you know, those people on the margins are just so exhausted by you that they that they that they stop listening. They right. t- they've tuned you out, you know, because, you, you know, it's like you ruined Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know what I mean? You ruined Thanksgiving. You fucked up the party. You did this thing, discussing something that's not even happening in right now. You know, like, like it's, it's one thing, you know, if you see if you see some injustice occurring. Right. But it's a whole other thing. If you're like, you know what? We're going to make this whole conversation. This was like we, this is a birthday party <laughs> for a child. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have to talk about this right now. It's like some people don't get that. Like, you're. Because, because for, for some of them, I think it's about their ego. It's mm-hmm. about it, you know they're narcissists disguised as activists, right? Is what I like to say. They they want they want to be able to go back to their you know their Twitter sphere and tell the story about how they fucked up Thanksgiving. You know, yes, because it means it means that much to them that they don't even care what they ruined. You know, and it's that those those people are the problem. The the very very and, and we we rarely tell the extremists that are on our side of the spectrum to shut the fuck up. We all, we're always telling the other side to shut the fuck up, but we never go, hey, let's just <laughs> you yeah. Know, let's I just mean, enjoy I see, it, I, see it, I see it all the time where like because I'm I'm. I wouldn't even consider myself a liberal. I'm like beyond that. I'm pretty hardcore left wing. And uh, what, 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 what do you consider? What is that? A leftist? Is that what you call? Is that what yeah, you I'm a leftist. I, I mean, I, you get into a lot of trouble with if you call yourself a socialist or a communist because then people want to know. Because communism can cover a lot of different things. You can be right. a philosophical communist. You can be an economic communist. You can be a Marxist-Leninist. There's like a bunch of different frameworks from which somebody well, the only might... people that want to know specifics after you say you're a socialist are other socialists everybody else <laughs> yes, is just like you're a fucking nazi or, everybody or everybody else can just ignore you i guess yeah <laughs> right, right. but but so so uh i i do think that it, like i i have all i i am very quick to jump on a i don't know if you've ever heard the term tanky but uh in what context i've heard tanky talking about video games no no, no that, that's a tank but like a tanky uh in like leftist circles a tanky is somebody oh, who shit. this is new okay okay this is, this is a new term so a tanky and there, there's a there's a there are a lot of competing origins for what for where this comes from and a lot of people have their own little definitions of what they think a tanky is but in general a tanky is somebody on the left who makes a point to uh rationalize or defend what I would say are some like really troubling actions or developments in the left wing world. So, for instance, I, I like one particular one potential origin for it is like the tanks in Tiananmen Square. Like they defend the tanks in Tiananmen Square, right? What where they will defend uh, uh, communist China, or they'll defend Mao Zedong, or they'll defend uh, the they'll they'll deny the uh, Holodomor or whatever. Right, mm. and and it's because they're left wing, so they're going to defend. What's communist the whole Adomor? That's uh, basically a manufactured. Um, when I say manufactured, I mean it was in, it's intentionally done, not that it's fake. But uh, where um, uh, it was a it was a manufactured famine, essentially means means the hunger. And where? 
I uh, believe it was in Ukraine, but I could be wrong. Let's see. Oh, so this was done by by, by Lenin or The Terror Stalin? Famine or The Great Famine was a famine in Soviet Ukraine from 1932 to 1933 that killed millions of Ukrainians. But why but why was it intentionally done? Um it was part of Soviet agricultural collectivization. So when so in the 1930s after the uh, revolution, they were trying to rapidly industrialize the Soviet Union under Joseph Stalin, and um, and so they they very quickly enforced a lot of agricultural reforms on the farmers in the Soviet throughout the Soviet Union, and in the Ukraine, they um, um, uh, basically orchestrated. This change and people disagree on whether it was intentional or unintentional because there are some historians that believe that it was an intentional genocide of uh, ethnic Ukrainians. Okay, wow. That was that was meant to shore up support for the for, for Stalin at so, the time. But so anyway, but so the whole the whole point being that you call somebody like to call somebody a tanky is to mean that is to imply or explicitly state that they support things like genocidal actions by dictators who happen to be communist because they're communist and so um, yeah, they're, they're idiots they're they're in intele- yeah. they're in intele- they're, they're they're intellectual fools yeah yeah i get it they're, and they they it's become so dogmatic for them that they'll defend anything that is even right. remotely leftist i get it and and, and if you're a real leftist leftist that perspective does not help you know like right like you you uh talking to some 50-year-old pipe fitter and like defending the great leap forward that's not an that's not a conversation that you want to have with that person you want to get back to basics and you want to talk about shit that people in America can agree with you know yeah but but then but then that that loses you you know, cachet in your little circles, your you purity, <laughs> right? Right, you're your not purity. pure, right? It's like it's like, and I don't know what the solution to that is, man. Because now nowadays, no matter what your stance is on shit, you can go find a little sub, you can find a subreddit or a damn Twitter. Uh, I forget what you call those little circles they make, but you know, you can you can go find a community mm-hmm. that Twitter will, spaces, yeah, that, yeah spaces, yeah, that will that will that will will validate you you know but then they hold you to that standard and so it's like this constant purity test and some people are just obsessed with it and they think it makes them a good person that's the other thing too is sometimes it's like they're they're also holding themselves to that purity test even when it doesn't make sense they'll rationalize it you know i think part of it comes from powerlessness because if you feel like you can't do anything to affect the material circumstances that you find yourself in then you decide. Well, look. At least I'll, you know, it's I'd rather die on my feet than than live on my knees, type thing, right? right. And so you see the you see a similar thing with like people who are vegans, where it's like there are people there are vegans who are doing the good work, who are trying to educate people and and trying to to they're running for office and they're trying to get laws passed and even some like let's just call it light eco-terrorism that i support <laughs> that, yeah. that are like actually making moves and then there's people who just want to be pure right so that they can be mad at other people for eating animals or something like that right, right, and right. i'm not about that it's like i support the vegans 
that's trying to make broccoli taste like chicken. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's trying to make cauliflower taste like steak. Because I'm on, I'm on board with that. You, you know, I'm, the people that are like, I'm taking, I mean, actually, it's going further than that. They're taking, um, you know, they're taking plant cells and structuring them like meat cells. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I think that that process is just really expensive right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or and, and maybe they're trying to get, you know, because they because remember before in the beginning of the vegan food. First of all, I say this. I try to say this at least twice, once or twice a year, but shout out to the vegans that did the real work that like, you know, back when vegan cheese tasted like leather <laughs> and, and when, you know, when it was like clearly, uh, so the other day at the, at the Netflix party, um, the, the rap party, the last party of the festival, um, they were, they was, you know, they just had these, you know, they had people walking around with these little um, these little charcuterie boards or whatever. No, they weren't. It wasn't charcuterie because it wasn't like like hors d'oeuvres. Or... Yeah, it was like hors d'oeuvres, but it was on these wooden plaques, and they, and they would come every you know fifteen minutes with some different shit. You know, like it would be salmon and then shrimp and then so and then and then towards the end of the night, <laughs> these motherfuckers came up was like these are vegan chicken wings, and everybody was like what? It was like bitch, this is cabbage. This is this is cabbage wrapped around a stick. It tasted okay, but see the thing is. Um, like I'm saying, like I said, shout out to the vegans that suffered through when vegan food was gross. You know what I mean? Let's just let's just be honest. Vegan food was gross for quite some time, and now people are back. And, and, and now it's getting to the point where, like, if we went out to a restaurant and it was a vegan restaurant, I would be fine with that. You yeah. know? So I, I ate I ate at a restaurant with the with Mary Lynn the other day, Mary Lynn Rice Cub, friend of the friend of the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, and we ate at this vegan place and it was like vegan Thai food and it, they had like this mushroom skewer thing and it was fucking delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's delicious. It's good as shit. And, and well, see, the problem is at first they tried to get stuff to taste like yes. the thing. And what they realized very quickly was that most people Care less about the taste and more about the texture. Mm-hmm. Like people, when, like like people, people will put something in their mouth and go, "Ew, that tastes like shit." But what they really mean is that does not feel like a hamburger feels. Like it, 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 it. it the, the seasoning is right. Like it tastes like a hamburger. It, so what most people say is something's off. Like that's what happened with these chicken wings. It was like this tastes like a chicken wing, mm-hmm. but something's off. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like a chicken it doesn't feel like a chicken wing and that's where you that's where you lose people it's like it's gotta feel it's gotta have the right texture and people are doing that work so shout out to those people have you had any of that like the jackfruit fried chicken stuff oh yeah I've had some good ass some I, of that shit's good I've had some great but that's because they get the texture right because yep. that jackfruit if they process it right and they bread yeah. it right and everything it tastes like chicken. Nah, this was jack. This wasn't jackfruit. This was this was basic. This Call, was, cauliflower briquette, uh, uh, florets or whatever. No, it wasn't cauliflower. It was, oh, really? It was cabbage. Yeah, it was cabbage wrapped in something, and and it, and it so it was stringy kind of. It tasted good. Yeah, yeah. But they shouldn't have called it chicken. They should have just called it. You know, they should just said these cabbage are, wraps or cabbage. Yeah, it, cabbage. it was basically it was basically like a, like a chicken flavored egg roll. Okay. Basically, what it felt like. What but, do they What do they do to make it taste like chicken? Because I've 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 seen vegan uh, recipes for making you know jackfruit or or cauliflower, and 
I've never had one that I've seen them where they prepare it the same way you would prepare chicken, mm-hmm. right? So you get like buffalo. It's like a buffalo wing, but it's cauliflower. That tastes pretty good because it's just buffalo sauce on on cauliflower. Right, and it tastes good. Uh, but I, when they make it, actually taste like like what do they put in it? What is the flavor crystal that makes it taste like chicken? I I honestly besides salt. I honestly think they, they did what you said. I think they I think they they. They mush this cabbage together in some, with some kind of coagulate, put it in flour, season it like chicken, drop it in some fucking vegetable oil. Because chicken doesn't even really have that much of a flavor anyway. It's pretty neutral. I mean, fried chicken. This is fried chicken. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so fried chicken has a very specific... That's true. I mean, not a very specific flavor, but it's like that, that fried bread kind of taste along with the, you know, whatever you season in your chicken with. Some people are weird. <laughs> um... But anyway, I think we we digress. We started out talking about Young Thug. Yeah, Young Thug. So again, I don't follow this. Um, prominent Atlanta rapper Young Thug was arrested on Monday. Okay, cool. cool. So it happened recently uh, on gang-related charges after being named in a sweeping 56-count grand jury indictment in Georgia. The rapper was among 28 people allegedly associated with the Atlanta-based Young Slime Life Gang (YSL). Uh, which authorities say he founded in 2012, who were charged with conspiring to violate the state's RICO law, RICO Act, according to charging documents. See, RICO is weird, right? Yeah. Um, uh, RICO was initially instituted to help catch uh, mafiosi. Right. It was like it was like we don't want to have the same shit we had with like Al Capone. Right. Where we could only catch him if he fuck up his taxes, you know, because because <laughs> yeah. I get it because it was almost like it was like the the mafia was set up so that the crimes, the people that the crimes were being committed on behalf of were so many steps away from the crime that you could never charge them with nothing. Right. So right. they so the low level people would get it would get arrested. The high level people would take care of their family and take them when they got out and they would never catch anybody higher than that. So then they so then they made up this law, this RICO law. Actually, I think the law was on the books already before, but somebody like had to teach law enforcement how to use it. And then they started going, "Okay, if you if I if I catch you for a crime and you're part of an organization, the whole organization can be charged with the crime." Right? Like, there were precursors to the RICO Act that that formed the basis for the RICO Act, but the RICO Act wasn't passed until 1970. Right. So, so they they kind of consolidated a lot of these piecemeal laws that had put into effect in different jurisdictions. Right. Well, the problem that a lot of people have with the RICO Act is that it it seems to only be applied when we're talking about street shit. It's never applied to these corporate motherfuckers. It's like you know, it's like. No, it was that one branch of the shit that was poisoning the water. Not, not our whole place isn't responsible. You know what I'm saying? It's like they never seem to apply it to to people that are ridiculously wealthy. Um, so, but since then, since they took down, who was the first person? Was it John Gotti? Uh, I don't know if he was the first one, but he was pretty in the most a, prominent. That was a pretty prominent one. He was a Teflon Don, right? <laughs> Yeah, there was all. Yeah, he was a Teflon Don, and then there was also uh, I know the Hell's Angels were a really big one. Okay, and then also, um, did you ever hear about the Cowboy Mafia? 
Mm-mm. That was like the Texas. They were Texas, basically a Texas mob that was that was importing. Uh, I know it was marijuana, but I think it was other drugs too. But From that's Mexico? yeah. That okay. but that was a big that was a big yeah. uh, Rico case. So, but you know, but since they first used it, and 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 the general public became aware of what Rico is. And uh, and um, and um, I, I skipped over the, the acronym stands for Racketeer Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act, right? But since it's sort of been, I mean, I don't know if abused is the right word, but they've sort of massaged it to apply it more liberally, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so who who says here the the Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis. Um, said it does not matter what your notoriety is, what your fame is. If you come to Fulton County, Georgia, and you commit crimes, and certainly if those crimes are in furtherance of a street gang, that you're going to become a target and a focus of this district attorney's office, and we are going to prosecute you to the fullest extent of the law. Now, here's the problem. It's supposed to be used to take down organized crime. Now, now the word street gang has a lot of connotations to it but a lot of times these are these are just rappers taking their friends with them and you know it's like it's like if you it's like it's like if my if my cousin already on some street shit and now I'm rich and I just and I'm and I throw a little money in his pocket and he go do some street shit he's not that's not in further into the these niggas is all making their most of their money off this dude being a rapper not off right. you know you know what I'm saying it's like it's like whatever they doing to to whatever they're doing on the streets is is not to you know it's not the the organization's purpose it's just their lifestyle, but it's not to it's not to funnel money up to Young Thug, right? It's just every rapper has a crew. This this would be this would be like if uh, you know, this would be like if somebody in the Wu Tang Clan got caught selling cocaine, <laughs> and then you took down the whole Wu Tang Clan. You know what I mean? Like you you, you arrested RZA. Th- th- at least that's what it seems like to me. I, I you know again, I don't follow Young Thug. You know, I, I don't know the specifics of all of this, but but I, what I'm just demonstrating is that. Is that the purpose of the RICO Act has sort of fallen by the wayside in recent years when certain prosecutors want to make a name for themselves, and they they sort of paint the picture that your organization is fits the profile to be for the RICO to be used, rather than there that doesn't necessarily have to be an organized criminal organization. Yeah, it's turned it's turned into a guilt by association law <laughs> right, as right. opposed to a way to actually net people who are organizing the crimes but trying to create some sort of legal distance from the actual commission of the crimes. Exactly. And I don't and I this is almost, this is almost definitely not what this is and look again like I said I'm not a huge young thug fan I don't know enough about his everyday life or inner workings to say how much of a street dude he is and how much he isn't um but I but I do know um I know quite a few rappers actually and I do know that the ones that have longevity which is most of them, really, nowadays, the ones that are at his level of notoriety have usually learned by that point um, that being involved in the street shit is not is detrimental 
to their lifestyles, you know, or at least uh, they they grow up a little. You know, I mean, why would you risk getting shot or going to jail if you can just make music and well, make yeah. I mean, a hundred times more I mean, money a, and become a famous? Lot of, a lot of them do. But here's the other thing, though, is is I mean, I guess some of them are just about that life, and yeah, it doesn't change. But but to but, but to pretend as if this is an organized criminal organization, it's kind of crazy. It's like, look, some people just grow up in the streets. And all their friends in the streets and all their friends from the hood and some of them do crimes. And that's just that's just the environment they grow up in. And when they get out of that environment, they don't cut off all of their friends. One of the things that that, 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 that really fucks me up about this case in particular, though, is in the indictment, they reference lyrics from Young Thug's songs, which is total bullshit. Big time. Number one bullshit stuff. Yeah, because because. That is such a clear violation of the First Amendment to take somebody's artistic expression, what they what they talk about on stage, what they rap about on albums or whatever, yeah, and and not. and pretend as if that is evidence of the commission of a crime. Right, knowing damn well hip hop, you know, rapping specifically is about exaggeration, braggadocia, creative writing. You gonna sit here and use lyrics as commission of a now? Listen. It, you know, now I don't know. Let me let me let me phrase this. I don't. I'm not saying that 100 percent of the time. Like unless unless the song is a fucking confession. Like 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 basically what I'm saying is, you know, if you're confessing to a crime with specifics and all that other stuff, and you do, and you have a sing songy tone, I, I don't think that means that you're 100% on the clear just because you sang it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but, um, but it's a, it's a goddamn, str- you know, like if you were like, yeah, I walked up on March 10th <laughs> and walked in the building with a 38 caliber snub and I shot Daryl Johnson in the forehead in a rap, then maybe, maybe you can, maybe you can use that against you. But just them generally talking about what they'll do or what they've done. That's nonsense, man. Like, you think Johnny Cash shot a man and watched him die? No, maybe he has, but he uh, wasn't. Com- he wasn't confessing to a crime. That's crazy. Uh, the only only exception I can think of is: did you ever see that guy TJX Six? You know what I'm talking about? No, no. He was a he was a rapper who was part of that HBO Max series uh, Generation Hustle, and he was a terrible rapper. He was a, he was a kid. He was like he's a teenager. He's a terrible fucking rapper, but uh, he should go to prison just for that. <laughs> but he he uh, he would rap about. Um, like, did you ever hear the Anarchist Cookbook? Yeah, it was basically the rap version of that, but it was how to run scams on people to get their like debit oh, cards. I remember that? Yeah, I, re- I remember so, hearing about so, it. Yeah, so yeah. his tracks were all these this awful rapping, but it was like how to how to scam. On, on how to scam people and like get. Uh, Amazon gift cards or get their credit card numbers and all that kind of stuff. So maybe there, there's a little bit of no, no, no. <laughs> oh, you no. say you're saying no, no. Nope, I draw it because because again, it's the First Amendment. I can say whatever the fuck I want to say. That yeah. you, you know, it's like it's one of those other things. Like like I'm saying, unless it is a direct confession of a crime, me telling you how to do a crime that. That's not admission of a crime. It's just education. It's not because that's the thing. Here's the thing. It's not illegal for me to tell you how to commit a crime. 
Yeah, that's true. That's not against the law. I'm trying to think. Are, there are laws though against like how to build bomb, like telling somebody how to build a bomb, right? Is, no, is there? No, nope, nope. There are laws. Okay, listen. There are law. The, the gray area is telling somebody how to like telling somebody how to commit a crime while also telling them to commit the crime, or while also knowing that they have an intention to commit a crime. Okay. Let's see. Uh, you looking it up? Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking up the crime. Let's see. I know that there's a bomb one. Uh, let's see. So, okay, federal law against bomb instruction instructions, but it does require intent. So, right. uh, so long. It says, um, 1996, the U.S. Congress passed Title 18 of the United States Code, subsection 842P. Uh, outlawing the distribution, teaching, or demonstration of information on how to make a bomb, so long as the offender intends the information to be used to commit a federal violent crime, or knows the person receiving the instruction intends to use it to commit a federal violent crime. Now, that knowledge element of the law, that's a pretty big hole to fall right. into. And, that, and, and again, now, now that that law is not intended for mass undirected instruction like you like it, it would be different if you like if you came to me and said brian i'm trying to blow some shit up and i go well this is how you make a bomb I, me this me giving the knowledge directly to you with knowledge of what you intend to do with that knowledge right mm-hmm. but me just generally saying to the public hey this is how you build a bomb that's not against the law especially if i do it in a song that's art well, yeah, one, I, I, you definitely bring in a competing interest if you're doing it as uh, a performance right. or artistic expression. Right? It's almost like like if I draw. It's like if I. It's like if 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 I had drawn a picture of people storming the Capitol, mm-hmm. they can't. And then people did it. They can't charge me with it. I didn't tell those people to do it. I just drew a painting. Yeah, you know, it's no different than if I make a movie about it. Right. Right. It's so it's like, you know, these people, because here's the thing. These prosecutors are willing to bend the law because they know that some of the people they had, they charge and have done crimes. And they're, they're willing to, so, so to them, they have this moral high ground thing where like they're, they are, they're trying to justify this. They, they're doing anything and saying anything they have to to justify what they're doing because to them at the end of the day they're still locking up bad guys that's how I mean that, that's but yeah and it's bullshit because that's the same that's the same mental place that cops that plant evidence think they're coming from they think oh well this person's is a criminal anyway like yeah I'm planting this cocaine or I'm planting this meth on them for this search so we can bring them to jail but in their minds that person's already guilty anyway that's why it's so dangerous. I mean, that I, I I look at this as kind of similar to the prosecu- the prosecutor or DA version of planting evidence. Like you're you right. you you know you know in your heart that <laughs> that they that this is not what they're doing. But you're like, well, yeah, but you know, we got to do what we got to do to get these people off the street. And then on top of that, it's also they're trying to they're the reason why they're going after rappers in Georgia is because even the way they talk about it they talk about Atlanta gangs when they're 
that's just that's just dog whistle code words for black thugs. Black youth, right. Yeah. Yeah, we know what it mean. We know exactly what the fuck y'all talking about. And all the all the sixty plus white people voting in Georgia know what they're talking about too. They know what they mean when they say Atlanta gangs. When they say we're gonna get these <laughs> We're going to get these thugs off the street. It's like in national uh, elections when they talk about Chicago violence. Chicago street violence. They mean black people with guns. Yeah. And they're trying to, they, they're pretending like, you know, like, like, like we, like we're stupid, you know, but, uh, we know the the and, and you know this podcast. I usually and and we and we haven't gotten away from it. By the way, this podcast is also an obscure Black History podcast. Okay, um, it's 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 obscure history, mostly Black history because that is the most obscured history. <laughs> and and but what happened is, I think I did the first maybe twenty episodes of where every episode was that. And it went, and it and it, it just it just got it got so depressing because you know I would find these extraordinary people with these extraordinary contributions to society, and then their life would always end tragically, and the monster was always racist, and it was just like, and so when I was doing all the work on the podcast myself, it's like I would be, you know, I would have just recorded for an hour, and then I got like another two or three hours of like post-production and i'm and I, it would end on like the saddest note <laughs> and i would just be sad like it was just fucking with me and you're like and then that's what happened in tulsa and uh, they never rebuilt it <laughs> right, so right, i don't know right, right, right. <laughs> We're like oh so yeah this person invented the telescope and uh yeah they got they died tragically or whatever you know it was just you know it was just one of those things but we will get back to it those are the people that the ogs that was listening back to v1 of this that's like where's all the where's the history shit it's coming back okay you know, I'm a, I'm a hire an intern or something soon, and 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 we'll 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 get to the bottom of it. I, I, one one topic I really want to talk about at some point. We I mean it, this would be a whole episode, but uh, John Adams, President John Adams, uh, uh, representing the uh, slaves from the Amistad in court. Do you know that? Mm-mm. So you know, I mean, you know Amistad obviously from like you know the. So John Adams was a lawyer. John Adams was a lawyer, and he, and he, and he was an abolitionist. He was the he was like the key abolitionist of the the quote unquote founding fathers. Wow! And he represented in court the slaves who had been on the Amistad. All right, all right, all right, that's not, that's all right. That's an episode. Let's, 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 all right, all right. Because I don't, don't want to just I don't want to just gloss over it. No, no, no. We, no that, that's it. what I'm saying. We're gonna we'll we'll do okay, a whole yeah. episode on that yeah, because let's, 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 there's some that, fucking cool put, shit about put that. That is the first thing on the on the pin board. Thing. Um. All right. <clears throat> Thai police arrest holy man said to be leader of corpse worshippers. Man, you know, Thailand is one of those places that when I hear some weird shit come from out of there, I'm not completely taken aback. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I mean, yeah, Thailand is, you know, they real free over there. It's it's weird, too, because it's a very conservative country on outwardly. But I, I remember years ago when, um, when uh, maybe it wasn't Pornhub at the time being the number one thing, but someone released the statistics of the countries that watch the most porn or, or or what the number one 
porn search was in each country or something like mm, that. And okay. It's like for Thailand to be so conservative it was like they had like the raunchiest, nastiest searches. It's like it's if it seems like in every place that is outwardly buttoned down, yeah, s- behind the scenes they into some freaky shit. You know what I mean? Oh hell yeah! Like, so it's it's Thailand is one of those places where it's like that's why people go there for sex tourism because like. Outwardly, their laws are like it's illegal to, you know, stare at a lady too long or something like that. But then right. people are googling like, how do you fucking look through a bitch or whatever. You That's know? also colonialism, though. Why people go there for sex tourism? Oh well, yeah, yeah, and and well, of course. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's always colonial. Any, any, yeah, any, any, yeah, any the, fucked up sex thing is always colonialism. That's the center of yeah. every. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but so police in Northeast Thailand have arrested a self-proclaimed holy man whose followers allegedly worshipped corpses and consumed bodily fluids as a cure for illness. What is the deal with these people, these cult leaders nowadays, being obsessed with bodily fluids? First of all, there was a dude, there's a dude out here uh, who, I, would, I, won't, I won't say lost, but yeah, lost, lost a person that I was close to, or not close to, but lost a, f- a friend of mine to this nonsense of like drinking their piss. And they worship this guy. He convinced them that he has, you know, vibrations. And you know what's always, 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 always funny? It's, it's always to get pussy. These cult leaders are always fucking everybody in the cult. That's really what it is. Like. It's like you worship them so much, everybody want to fuck them. It, 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 and they somehow, it's like, I don't know who has that kind of charisma. Where they're like, drink this piss. And you're like, yes, yes, master, or whatever. But they didn't say piss, but they said bodily fluids. And, you know, hey, guys, off the top of your head, how many fluids can you name out the body? Well, they do mention piss in the uh, Oh, if I keep going? Yeah, if you keep going. uh, Urine and phlegm. uh, Ah, Okay. All right. All right. No, no. Believed to cure diseases. uh, Oh, I can't do it. Urine and phlegm. See, urine, I thought, was as gross as it was going to get. But phlegm? That's nasty. That's, That's the nastiest. nastiest fuck. That's gross. What's the least? What's the least? Nasty. What would be the easiest one to convince you to drink? Tears. Yeah, fair. I could probably. Fair. I could. I could stomach tears. It would be warm, a little gross, but it'd probably be like salt water. Yeah. But that's that's about it. I don't know if there's another. There's not another thing that I would be like. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's all this like uh pre-modern like sympathetic magic. Yeah. And it's and here's the thing. Look. I I understand that there are certain bodily fluids that you ingest just in your everyday freakiness. You know what I'm saying? It's like it, you know, if you eat pussy, you probably drink some piss. You know, but but if somebody, you know, that's different than somebody giving you a cup of pussy juice and piss. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, you're gonna ingest somebody's yeah. spit when you kiss them. It's like we've all, but we've, like we've all had way nastier glass. things in our mouths. Yeah, you know, we've probably had all these things in our mouths un, un, unwittingly. But it's a whole, it's a different, a whole different animal to sit there and drink a fucking cold cup of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, what do you think? Warm or cold, Rob? Cold, cold, right? Really? Cold. So, yeah, I'm gonna go ice cold on them too. I feel like that makes it. That makes. It, ah! Okay, I don't know. Oh fuck! It either needs to be. It either needs to be like <laughs> ice, it, it. It it lukewarm is the worst. Yeah, no matter what. Temp is, I'm not a room but temp it's guy. Like, it's Listen. like uh, you know how like when you have um, 
when you drink like cheap sake, they heat it up. Right. And like the real good shit though is like ice cold. I did not know that. That's my understanding. I mean, I'm not an expert in sake or anything like that, but that's what I, that's what I've heard from other people who are like really into I, Japanese cooking. I, I, and stuff I love like that. some warm sake though. Yeah, no, I mean it's good, but but what I'm Hot saying sake. is that is that is that the worst thing is for it to be warm. Yeah, right. Don't you want it to be hot. Pot. You want it to be hot like tea, or you want it to be ice cold so you just shoot it and. I listen. I'm in a constant battle with, um, with the with the, with, with with these room temp people, like <laughs> like when I because because it's it's a thing like <clears throat> everywhere I am, especially comedy clubs. For some reason, if I just ask for a bottle of water, they hand it to me warm at room temp. I'm like, can I have a cold bottle of water, what the fuck please? What's that about? Yeah, I don't because because there's this there's this myth there's a myth that because room temp water is supposedly better for your throat or better for your vocal cords or whatever the fuck that performers prefer that. You don't drink I'm to like, your vocal cords. Well, also, motherfucker, I'm not I'm not I'm not doing an opera. I'm just speaking and. And again, if I want to relax, you know, if I want to relax my throat or whatever, I'm going to drink some hot tea. Luke, room temp, look, shit will get off the pot. Either it's hot and soothing tea or it's cold and refreshing. But I'm not, I'm not drinking shit that been, I, I just, it tastes worse to me. It feels worse. And when I, and when you ask people, you go, well, you know, which do you prefer? And they go, and they, their only answer is, well, you know, room temp is better for you. And I'm like, I didn't ask you what was better for you. That's, that's like me saying, look, you know, broccoli is better for you than steak. But if I say, which do you prefer? You want the steak, <laughs> right? You prefer because, like I said, hot stuff is soothing, cold stuff is refreshing. What is room temp stuff? That is, what is that? It's punishment, is what it is to me. It's torture. <clears throat> so anyway, yeah, I agree. It's got to be hot, or it's got to be. F- Ice cold. Now, in terms of piss and phlegm, I think I'm gonna take my piss on ice. If I if, uh, yeah, I'm gonna take it on ice. Gun to my head, I'm taking the piss on ice because the smell. If it's hot, the smell of the piss is because uh, that's the thing. When you're drinking warm stuff, the smell is much more prominent and worse, and you can taste it. And it's like so. If I if I'm gun to my head, I'm going ice cold. I've, yeah, I feel if something is cold enough, you don't really taste it or smell it. You know, no, I'm not pissed though. Yeah, I don't know about. But you're pissed. gonna taste it the least. I yeah. guess that's what I'm getting. Yeah, at. I think. Yeah, I think you taste it the least. I think you numb. You numb your shit. You might have to throw a little cayenne in there for as a distraction. I don't think I could even. T- I don't think I could ever keep it down. <laughs> I would just. I would just puke. But you know what though? I'm sure. I'm. I'm almost positive. I don't know for sure, but I'm sure there is some animal out there whose piss is a delicacy. It yeah. probably tastes great. Can we I've, look, I've had look. I've had that um, I've had that civet coffee. Have you had that? Um, but isn't that that's shit though? That shit, that shit. But uh, well, civet piss is used in uh, uh, perfume. It's like it's like ambergris. No. Look, so I Google. <laughs> um, I googled. Is there an animal's piss whose tastes great? And the, and the, and the first thing that popped up is, why do bear cats smell like bo- bu- buttered popcorn? Oh, that's true. Yeah, I've smelled that before. They have a bunch of those things that um, that's their musk. They smell like a movie theater. Wow, bear cat. Yeah, bear cat. Are they? 
you can't domesticate those, huh? No, they're cute. As, they're cute as hell, though. Yeah, they're I, really cute. But listen, if you're st- if you're still listening to this episode, we are moving on to something else because I I don't even want to know more about that. Um, well, uh, I, I would like to talk about. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I closed the wrong shit. Hold on. Okay. Oh, you want to talk more about what? Uh, basins. This is this is a delicacy. Urine-soaked eggs are a spring taste treat in China City. This is from Dongyang, China. This is a Reuters article. Soaked in what urine? Uh, <laughs> little boy's urine. <laughs> Basins and buckets of boy's urine are collected from primary school toilets. Oh, my God. It, it is the key ingredient in something called virgin boy eggs, a local tradition of soaking and cooking eggs in the urine of young boys, preferably below the age of 10. This needs to be stopped immediately. Uh, if you eat this, you will not get heat stroke, said Gi Yawa 51, who owns one of the more popular... Ver- okay, that's enough of this. We'll move on to the next thing. I don't need to... Yeah, man, more that's about what I'm trying this. to tell you. That shit is depressing. Dong Yang virgin boy eggs. Anybody that uh, wants to do more research into that can do that on their own time. Okay. <clears throat> Alabama corrections officer who escaped with inmate has died in the hospital, Sheriff says. Now, I have been following this a little while just because I got multiple people sent me this article. And again, guys, if you would like to contribute to the podcast, again, advice champ, if you would like advice, if you would like me to cover a certain specific story, please, please, please email us at bswithbriansimpson at gmail.com. Um, don't DM me because I I cannot um, always see all those. I don't. I just don't. I simply just don't have the time to see everyone that DMs me. I try my best to look to read them all. I try to reply to most of them, but I j- it's just impossible for me to, to see. So if you if you D you can DM me, but if you do, just know that there's a chance that I'll ignore you, you know, or I won't see it. So if you if you email us directly, someone will read it probably me and we will talk about it if we have the opportunity or the resources okay so bs with brian simpson at gmail.com for now is the is the address if you want to get your questions answered or stories read so i have been following this uh former alabama corrections officer vicky white has died of her injury so apparently this woman was a corrections officer at a prison and she started fucking uh, a roommate that was like uh, an inmate um, that was probably like 20 years younger than her. You know what I mean? Although they look like the opposite ages. Right, right. He looks older than her. He, I looks, think he, he looks like he should be in his 50s and she looks like she's in her 30s. How, how old was she? 56? She's 56. She looks pretty good for her age. Yeah, she looked good. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, that's an old picture though. Well, sure. But what's, but, but, uh, and how old was he? 32, right? Or 34? I think he was 34. Okay, yeah. And so, and the thing is, and we know what this is, you know, she she was, you know, in her 50s, you know, she probably, you know, given up on love or whatever the fuck, and he took advantage of that, Um, you know, that was his end. I don't, I still, for the life of me, I don't know how you start fucking an inmate. I just. He was 38. She was 56. He was 38. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know how you bring yourself to let an inmate inside you. That's that's just I don't understand that, but p- perhaps 
maybe we can get a prison guard to talk candidly about how the attraction is real not not just you know not necessarily giving into it like maybe someone that hasn't fucked an inmate but also can understand why because because it happens so often and i just and maybe maybe you know but there's so many people in prison i mean yeah it happens but like what's the percentage yeah but i mean just as a demographic you would think people in prison will be the last person you would fuck as a prison guard that's true you know what i'm saying it's like you're yeah, a prison yeah. guard you know I, it's because i understand people that people not in prison wanting to fuck inmates you know yeah like like people want to fuck serial killers but i mean you work there and you see the conditions and the and all of that is like she might have felt sorry for ain't him. nothing about a prison that should be ain't nothing, if you unless you in prison ain't nothing ain't nothing about a prison that's sexy that make you horny or or maybe there is maybe it's something about the power or something. i don't know i would look i would love to ask just a, a guard is it is is it something that guards all guards have to struggle with it's like seeing us, you know, being attracted to an inmate, and, and you know, and then every now and then there's somebody weak enough that gives into it, or is it just is it a certain specific kind of personality type that's like just happens to end up being a prison guard? I don't know, but this lady was getting the D behind bars, and so much so, and you know what happens, man? It's like when again when you when you're when you that late in their age, and you you know, and you like. And and you're and you've given up on love, like where you just like it's probably just not gonna happen for me from that from this point forward, or you've been divorced or what I don't know what her previous situation was, but and then someone show is shows interest. It's like you know you can get dickmatized real quick, you know. And, he lo- he looks like a slightly methy John Krasinski. Yeah, it's it's you know, uh, I don't know if any. Very few women would look at this guy and find him particularly attractive. Yeah, you know what I mean. But but again, sometimes like because I, I I think you know as you get older, you you become attracted to different shit, right? So so boom. Now this lady falls in love with this guy, decides to help him escape. See, that's the other thing too is you 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 just threw your you gonna throw your you throw your whole life away. She sold her house oh, to get cash. She bought a car. She helped him. She she lied to the prison to like get him out. She told the prison that he was being taken for I think a mental health eval, and so she was going to escort him out. That's how they got out. She just walked him out. She basically just walked him out. Yeah. Wow. And then, and and she had told them that she had her own like doctor's appointment or something afterwards. So you know, I'm not going to be back. And then, it wasn't until they're like, "Hey, um, nobody ever, like, she never brought back the, <laughs> the guy so after what, his what, mental so, health event." So what was their plan? They, I mean, their plan was they, they, they got in the car that she. So she she sold her house. She took the for like way under market value, so she could just like sell it quick, get that cash. She took some of that cash. She bought a car from like a used car lot in cash. She used fake identification to do that, so they couldn't find her. And then they they left the state in that car. And then I think they swapped that car with an, with another car so that they couldn't you know trying to trying to chop up that trail. Oh. And then um, they eventually got caught because one of them went to the store. 
no, she, uh, there, there was, there was a camera that caught them in a truck at like a, they're like cleaning it or something like a car wash or something. But, uh, she tried to blow her brains out. Well, she took a bullet to the head and right now the evidence seems to point that she might've tried to commit suicide, but right. who knows? That, that There's going to be an investigation. That was, that was after that. a car accident. Yeah. But I thought that I thought that I read that she that that the tip that led to where they were was because one of them went to a went into a gas station or something. I think that was when they were they were closing in on them after the surveillance footage of the the car wash. I think and, that's what that was. It's like, bitch, why are you at the car wash? <laughs> I know you on the run. It don't matter if you got a dirty. Who are you trying to impress? Jesus. I mean, is this is this is this a very American phenomenon where we there's always a piece of us rooting for the criminals, or at least you know that that piece of you just like just disappointed when they don't get away over something dumb. You want you want love to win. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I, just I just I just I'm because I'm one of those people that when things don't make sense to me, I just I can't get past them. It's like why in the fuck are you getting your car washed? Why in the fuck are you getting your getaway car washed? Because I'm, I'm guessing you, you, you must be headed for Mexico, right? They got to go somewhere. I mean, Canada. I mean, because if this is your plan, bitch, you got to get two fake passports. You got to get at least two states away. Preferably, you got to make it to Mexico. And where's this? Where's, 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 this is Alabama. This is Alabama. So you right there. You, you, you got to hit Texas. Right, because was Alabama's right next to Tennessee, right? Tennessee's north of Alabama. Yeah, and then Alabama, if you head west, you gonna hit Texas. You're gonna hit yeah. You go. You're gonna hit Mississippi, then Louisiana, then Texas. Okay, okay. And you, then Texas has a border with Mexico. Obviously. You gotta hit Louisiana, Tennessee, then Texas, and you got to goddamn, or even Florida. You know, somewhere you're you you got to get out the country. You so you should have you should have got some fake passports with that shit. And, and and got to Cuba. No, you can't. Oh, yeah, you can fly to Cuba now. You got to get to some place without an extradition treaty with us. Look, and you're getting your car washed, bitch. You're getting your car washed. There was a car chase. Jesus. In, <laughs> uh, there was a car chase in Evansville, Indiana. Uh, and it said uh, no law enforcement officers fired shots according to sheriff rick singleton of lauderdale county alabama uh where the pair fled on uh april 29th it says before the chase ensued officers conducting surveillance spotted vicky white exiting a hotel with a wig on according to u.s marshal marty keely then she and casey white got into a car and drove away authorities continued to watch them until a vehicle pursuit began I love how they were that a vehicle pursuit began. Like, no, until they started chasing them in the car. Right. Uh, ending when a U.S. Marshals Task Force member drove a vehicle into the Cadillac the pair were in. The car wrecked and rolled over. Casey White was driving the car, um, although that conflicted with earlier reports. Um, officers were able to remove the inmate from the wrecked car, but Vicki White, who's the, the, the guard, was pinned inside with a gunshot wound to her head. Yeah, and apparently self-inflicted. Apparently self-inflicted. But obviously they're going to investigate that because obviously that's what the the murderer that she was with would say. 
Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, this, this, uh, and, and here's, here's my favorite part. Here's what I love. Cause this goes back to what we talked about with Rico shit. So the sheriff, um, Singleton, I can't find his first name. The sheriff says <clears throat> he will be in a cell by himself. He will stay in handcuffs and shackles while he's in that cell. And if he wants to sue me for violating his civil rights, so be it. He's not getting out of this jail again. I'll assure you that. That's what I'm talking about. Is is like once they once these people with power, once they get the moral high ground, they don't give a fuck about the law. You know what I'm saying? It's like the law the law is a tool for them to justify their actions. It's like, yeah, he's a murderer. Uh, he he tried to escape. Sure, he broke the law, and th- but there's law. It's like the law still applies to you, sheriff. Yeah, he literally just told the world that he's going to violate this dude's civil rights, and he don't give a fuck. He all he cares about is that he don't get out of prison. It's like I hope he do sue your ass. <laughs> I hope he do because the the I saw see I saw the opposite the other day. Um, who in the fuck showed me this? I saw it on someone's Instagram of uh of another sheriff. Um, um, it may have been D.L. Hughley or Earthquake. Um, another sheriff basically saying, yo, I just caught, like he held a whole press conference and, and threw three of his deputies under the motherfucking bus because he was like, these motherfuckers are liars. They're cheaters. They broke the oath. And this is, and he did, went into a whole detail of their crimes. You know what I'm talking about? And it, and it was all over like $700. <laughs> it was so crazy. Yeah, apparently, apparently, um, yeah, we'll we'll find it. We'll find it, and we can we can play a little bit of the video um, behind me. But the the uh, apparently they stopped the woman. Um, she they, she searched the vehicle. The, the, well, she she didn't get her permission to search the vehicle. They called the dog. The dog came, alerted for drugs. They searched the vehicle. They found weed. They found pills, or they found weed and some other substance that I can't remember the name of. And 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 they found like seven hundred some dollars on her, and they logged so they logged all of this stuff in the evidence, right? Yeah. Is a traffic stop you talking about? What was this? Yeah, this was a traffic stop okay. that turned into a drug stop, which um, I'm not sure. So okay, so babe, so boom. So later on. The drug stop gets, I mean, the whatever the charge gets reduced, and I'm guessing it's because it was an illegal search, right? Because because if someone, if if the if the in 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 some states, if if the cops want to search your vehicle and you say no, and and they threaten to call the dogs, which is the reason, which is a threat. A lot of states have a thing where it's like they can call the dog. But they also they're not allowed to hold you for an unreasonable amount of time unless they have evidence that a crime has been committed. So it's like they can they can they can threaten to call the dog, but like if it's going to take an hour for the dog to get there, they're not allowed to just hold you so they can fish for a crime. You know what they, I mean? They also they also can't try to compel you to stay there yourself while they they can't try to stretch out right exactly the exactly. The, the, the the Terry it's called a Terry stop when they. When they investigate you, like when they when they do a traffic exactly. stop, exactly, they can't ex- they can't artificially in- extend the Terry stop to get the dog to come to come give them what's probably going to be a false positive, so that they can then exactly investigate. it's against the rules. And so a lot of times those 
always say no when they want to search your car because a lot of times those things are uh, if you have a good lawyer the you know the Terry stop is illegal it becomes illegal at a certain point and the word reasonable is used a lot in, in these sort of things so it, there's gray area but it's like it's more in your favor if you say no and 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 just to be clear if they you know if they catch you rolling through a stop sign or say they caught you rolling through a stop sign they their their job then for the, for a Terry stop is they have to either let you on your way with a warning or they got to give you a ticket. Right. They can't say, oh, I got to go run this back and I got to do this and I got to do that while the dogs are on the way. Exactly. Because they don't have reasonable suspicion. That they have, have reasonable drugs. suspicion of you rolling the stop sign, but right. then that's why they give you the traffic citation. Exactly. So, uh, and, and again, and I do not know that this was the case with this woman, but I, I do know that her her possession, her charge got reduced to minor possession of marijuana. And the pills and stuff so anyway her charge got reduced she got released and she asked for her shit back and she was like oh I'm missing like $700 <laughs> you know what I'm saying and and it's like wait a minute hold on let me look into it blah, blah, blah. and then one of the cops uh, called the evidence lady and was like yo is this $700 down there and the lady was like no and then went through and checked other shit and, and then he he called her back on her personal number and was like just forget this conversation never happened that's how you got caught, you stupid motherfucker. That's how you got. That's how you get caught, dummy. Um, and Whenever I see that, how stupid that is, you have to wonder: is it how common is it if it has to be that blatant for them to get caught? But 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 also here's the other thing. I mean, listen, I my favorite genres are revenge heist movie like things that involve planning and that sort of thing right and I like I like that and if we and we've all we've grown up on crime shows we know this guys the more people that you involve in your crime the chances of you getting caught go up exponentially you don't call you don't call the an evidence lady a lady who did not help you steal the money a lady who was not aware there was any money missing you do not call her and go forget I forget that I just asked you a completely reasonable question <laughs> cuz then cuz then what is she going to do wait a minute that's unusual so then people go into protection mode and go I ain't losing my job over whatever bullshit that was and she went to her supervisor and was like this motherfucker called me on my personal phone and told me to forget that he asked me about some evidence. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? So then, right? Unless you're digmatizing this lady like the prisoner, right? You 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 don't you don't involve other people in your crime, right? You got to narrow down the the number of people that are involved in your scheme. Exactly. If it, it the, the the ultimate number is one. The ultimate number is for you to be the only motherfucker to know what you're doing, right? I mean, you know, certain crimes, you know, are, it's not possible because, you know, you need people with expertise and certain shit. But anyway, this is how they got caught. See, she went to her supervisor was like, yo, he asked me about some shit. And then, and then her supervisor called his supervisor. And his supervisor was like, what the fuck is going on here? And then he was like, "Oh, don't worry about it, Sarge. We fought, we we doing a we we amending the report or whatever." He was like, "What?" <laughs> so so now you about to 
now you about to lie, now you about to reef because somehow some way they put into the paperwork they filed that she had seven hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? And and they all said they so it was three of them that went down. They all said they counted it. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so now the seven hundred dollars is missing, and now he's trying to file a report without that seven hundred dollars in there, and he's telling his boss this. After her boss just called, it's like motherfucker, you are so dumb. All this shit over seven hundred dollars. Over seven hundred. It was seven. It was seven hundred. It was seven hundred and thirty-four dollars or seven hundred and twenty-seven dollars. It was something like that. It wasn't. It wasn't even a lot of money. It was like that ain't enough money to risk a career over. But no. maybe they were just like, hey guys, we all going out for steak or whatever. Oh, yeah. they probably just do it all the time. Oh yeah, they you do know, it all the time. If you, if you yeah. add it up over the course of a year, it's thousands of, course, of dollars. Of course. This is, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking that he was the rookie. And the other two cops were showing him the ropes, and this dumb motherfucker didn't know how to play it cool, and he fucked it up. Yeah, that's the other thing. If you do have to have people, because as a, you know, for dirty cops, dirty cops need other dirty cops to help them commit their crimes, and then they want them all to be dirty because then it's mutually assured destruction, right? That's that's how they that's how they uh, ensure that people stick with the stick with the program, right? Like, look, if you. If I go down, you're, go, you're all going to go down, right? We all need to take some of this money, right? That's the first thing. Right, right. But also, if you're going to do that, you need to have, you need to be doing it with people who can keep fucking cool, who know how to shut their mouth. Which is no one. Very few people. I used to ask, I used to ask my my friends, it's like, how, if, you had, if you had to commit a heist right now that required five people and they had to do their jobs flawlessly and they all and they all had to go a year and a half without spending the money. At least, yeah. could, could you name could could you name five people that would be one hundred percent solid? No, you couldn't. No, you couldn't. I mean, for me, if I had to pull off that sort of heist, I, if it was if it required more than three people, I would I couldn't do it. I do not know five people that that had the discipline to. One, pull it off without a hitch. But two, to not spend a fucking dollar for a year and a half. Because the, the, there's an issue there. Number one, you need them to be competent. And you need them to be, you need, you need, their, you need them to be able to, uh, what, I don't, what, what do you call it where it's like uh, discounting present pleasure for future pleasure? Mm-hmm. They, you, they need to be able to keep their powder dry. Let's just call it that, right? Yep. And if you know somebody who is both competent and has control over their impulse, impulse control, basically imp- impulse control, they probably have a career or a family or they have something that could be put in jeopardy right. by that scheme. And they, Oh, and don't forget the pillow talk, <laughs> right? The pillow talk, goddamn. And then here's the other thing, too. Although although your spouse can't can can't be forced to testify against you in a court of law, so that, that, don't, mean, that don't mean she won't. That's true. <laughs> She's still allowed, right? Yeah. Who was the? They had that that couple with the the semen and the cupcakes where right. she got divorced from that dude. <laughs> and and not only that, but your spouse might just be a gossip. Yeah, that's true. Right. But here's the other thing too. It's a different thing when a when a resource is available, right? Mm-hmm. It's like. If you hit the lottery right now, people 
people that would never call you to ask you for money, now all of a sudden you're a you're a resource for money. Right? And the first time you help a motherfucker, they go ask again. That no one has ever asked me for money once. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everybody anybody I've ever given money has asked me for money again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And because as soon as you as soon as you become a resource to them, then you know, it's like a thing has opened. So, so basically, you know, are you able to sit? Are you able to sit with twenty million dollars in a storage container, knowing that, uh, you know, your mama gonna lose her house if she don't have a hundred thousand right now? Are you because now you know spending that money is gonna get us caught possibly, but and and if you didn't have that money, if we had never done the heist, you would find some some other way to deal with it. Right, but that's easy when you don't have fifty million dollars or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And it's like that's what you got to worry about too—the discipline to be like, I have to live as though that money is not available. You, you, there. It, you, it'd be hard for me to do that. I mean, it'd be hard to yeah. do that on my own scheme. Yeah, you, you know what to, I mean? Because you have to type into your inner, your inner psycho, and 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 you have to. You don't know five people that that got that. Because all it takes is just one week. Your boss is on your ass, and you're like, "Man, I don't need this fucking job. Like, I got twenty million dollars in a in a lockbox in in a, in a, in a bank in Arizona right now. I'm getting the fuck out of here." Yeah, but you can't. You just got stuff. You just because for me, it's like because for me, I would be the the I would suffer through that because the giddy I would be so giddy when the scheme worked. I would just the excitement of that last day when I can finally fucking that that would I'd be have enough. A, I'd me. have a paper trail though. They'd have pick. They'd have video of me going to the bank and just open like just looking <laughs> at it and then right. putting it back because I, I I I could prevent myself from spending it, but I but mm, I would have to. I would, I'd want to look at, at it. it. I'd, yeah. I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be looking at it. And, and the thing is, and, 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 and you know what? You know what it is too. Even even if I mean maybe you could give everybody a little taste. Like give everybody like ten thousand dollars and go, hey, you know, just buy, buy yourself a little something in cash, but just don't touch any more of the money. No, but see, actually, you can't do that either because, because you know, the the money is serialized, and they immediately looking for those bills to go into circulation. So the reason, so some people are like, why don't I spend the money? Well, that's why it's because, it's because you would everyone spending that money. Immediately, puts uh, lets them narrow down where it's being spent, and they can and they can trace it back to people. You know, a year and a half goes by. You know, if you take a little ten thousand dollars and you spend it slowly here and slowly there, that's one thing. But if you all, if everybody's all of a sudden balling, those dollars go getting traced back to you instantly because they can they're on the lookout because every dollar makes it back into a local bank. Yep. And 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 the, and the seri- they know the serial numbers they're looking for. They're getting scanned, and once and once they see multiple notes from the heist getting scanned, they, you know they then they find out who deposited it, and then who was there, and then who spent it, and then, so that's why you have to wait. You have to wait, and preferably these dollars are popping up, you know, and it, from a year and a half from now, these dollars are popping up all over the fucking country, and there's no way for them to, right? You know, because 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 honestly, the smart thing for you to do. Would be to fucking go to Times Square and toss that shit, toss a hundred thousand of it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Go to some tourist location and and drop money so that there's no way it could be traced back to 
where it's being spent. Well, I mean, that, that's 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 what people do when they when they actually do real heists, Heist. right? Is yeah. is you you pay somebody else to clean that money for you, and they take a chunk of it, right? So you 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 can. Uh, <coughs> that's what smart people do. That's what smart. That's that's <coughs> what that's what art dealers do. Mm. Right. That's how, that's how you do that. Or you bring it to another country. There's different ways to do it. Did you hear about that Australian guy? I, did I, I sent that to you, right? The Vice article about the Australian guy who stole like millions of dollars from the bank using the ATM hack. Is this the what's the world's largest? No, I'm sure you did. Cause it, was, it was um this guy. He was an Australian guy, just a normal fucking Australian guy, and he found out he discovered accidentally while he was drunk that he could that that the ATMs for a certain bank went into maintenance mode at a certain time of night and so you could withdraw money as long as you had it in your account when maintenance mode started so he figured out a system where he could uh, he could transfer money from his credit card to his bank account so he had the money in his bank account but he owed the money back to the credit card and then at night when the ATM was in maintenance mode, he could withdraw the money because the the ATM thought he had it in his bank account, and then he could use that cash to pay off the credit card. But the money wasn't taken out of his savings, his checking account. So any so any transactions he did while it was in maintenance mode didn't count. Correct. So he could. Oh. So he could. So what he started doing was he was transferring money from his credit card on credit into his bank account, and then. He would take the money out in cash at night, and then he'd pay off the credit card. In the morning. In Yeah, in the morning with the cash. So then he started, so he was paying off like thousands and thousands of dollars on this credit card, and so they started increasing his limit. So he was chartering private jets. He he paid for all of his friends to go to some island in, in uh, some like resort island and shit. He's doing all kinds of stuff, and he actually didn't even get caught. He turned himself in like a year later. Why? Because it was ruining his life because every time the phone would ring, he was like, oh, they fucking caught me. They got me. Holy shit, my God. So he so he turned himself in and he got like probation because like even the judge didn't really understand what the crime was because the money was coming from nowhere. The, mo- the money was just being created by the credit card company and then he would take the money out from the bank and then... So the bank was losing the money, but the bank's insured. You know, it just, you know, and it wasn't. And this is in Australia, though. This is in Australia, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I imagine here they would have executed them. <laughs> <laughs> they was like, uh, sir, excuse me, sir. So this is, <clears throat> this is Polk County. Yeah, man, fuck. I wish I had thought of that scam. Ain't no motherfucking way I'd have turned myself in. <laughs> Ain't no motherfucking way, I swear. What he should have done was he should have just gone big with it and then just moved to Portugal. No, you know? or just go just go so big with it. That, okay, even if they arrest you, bro, ain't no shit for white collar crimes, dog. Because no. because here's the here's the thing, unless you're stealing from rich people, you will not pay a penalty for a white collar crime, and you're stealing from nobody. The credit card company is whole, the bank is whole. You're rich. Everybody got paid. Yeah, like you said, he got probation. He got slapped on the wrist. I'd have, man, I'd have did that shit for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Or at least I'd have done. I'd have did the shit until I got to the point where I could do, have a legitimate business. And then you know what I would have did? 
I would have fucking started a business with ATMs that don't have maintenance mode. You know, <laughs> I would have plugged the hole. Yeah, that's the that's the key. You gotta get get enough money to have that like generational wealth, and then you just do something that's a cash fucking business. Yeah. yeah. Again, guys, thanks for coming out. Go to my damn socials, BS with Brian Simpson. Uh, at gmail.com if you want your stories or questions answered and also uh, uh, com. Um, if you want to get my tour dates or my or my link tree for my tour dates. Time to be doing um, that bullshit. bullshit. Let's listen. <laughs>